Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back again with another episode, y'all. Let me ask you a question. How many of y'all out there know what an infiltrator is, right? How many know what an infiltrator is? An infiltrator is a term that was used a lot when I was in rotation and living the lifestyle, right, as a gang member. An infiltrator in the gang lifestyle is somebody that assimilates and, and, and becomes a part of the organization under false pretenses, right? Uh, but I wanted to talk to you about an infiltrator because I want people to understand that it doesn't uh, just happen in the gang lifestyle. An infiltrator happens in everyday life. And I wanted people to, uh, I wanted to bring this out so that I can give you something to think about and uh, maybe look at your life and wonder and, and figure out if you got any people in your life that are infiltrators, people that are not genuine to you, not friends, not concerned about your well-being, but concerned about theirs. And then I'm also going to talk about where they're coming from, you know what I'm saying, why they think that they need to approach life in that way, right? So just listen to what I'm saying, and then I want you to hit me back and let me know. Give me some feedback in the comment sections on my YouTube channel. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate all the comments, right? So I really want to understand, want you to understand what this is about. Now, an infiltrator, when it comes to the lifestyle, is somebody that, uh, like I said, they, they assimilate and they become a part of the organization. But I guess you're asking the question, like, how could that happen? With all of the things that people do in the gang life and how you got to verify it and check this and check that, how could somebody become an infiltrator and get inside an organization when it's so secretive, when it's so... Uh, tight. The security levels are so tight. It's easy. Now, let me tell you a little story about these two guys that I knew that, uh, well, I heard about. I knew, I learned about them later, but I, I wasn't around them. But they were in the county jail, right? They come from some county jail. And both of these guys were looking at penitentiary time. They were headed to prison because they had, had you know, been found guilty of some serious charges, right? So, but while they were in prison over, uh, I think they were in prison a couple of years as they went to trial and then waiting to get transferred to, to prison, they were around a lot of gang members. They chose at that time not to become a part of the orgs. It was like Crips and Bloods, Vice Lords and Gangster Disciples and whatnot. But they decided that they didn't want to go through what it would take to become a member of any one of those organizations because they wasn't built that way. They wasn't cut like that, right? So, hey, not saying that that's a bad thing that you're not cut like that. I'm just saying to become a part of that, you got to be built a certain way. That's just what it is, okay? Not glorifying it, just explaining it. You know what I mean? Now, here's the thing. What they did during that uh, 18 months, two years while they were at the jail is that they watched every single thing that the gang members did, particularly gangster disciples, right? They watched the handshakes. They watched how they talked to each other. They learned the lingo. They listened to how they talked to each other. They learned the pieces, what they call pieces, is the information, the knowledge that you have to learn. They learned the structure. They learned everything they needed to know about what it takes to be a gangster disciple. Right? Now, as time goes on and they're actually waiting to be shipped to prison, they, de they decided together that they were going to fake that they were gang members, lie about it. They decided that if they go to the same prison, they were going to say the same things, that they both were gang members. They, go they both got put on or got blessed on the streets before they got to jail. 
And I'm going to tell you why that's important in a second. And they decided if they go to different prisons that they would vouch for each other. You see what I'm saying? But let me tell you why um, it's important that uh, when they decided if they were going to go to the the same prison, they were going to say the same things, right? Now, when a person becomes a gang member, you have to be blessed or have a blesser, somebody that's going to sponsor you, somebody that's going to say, this person has what it takes to become this, that, or a third, okay? They didn't have that, but they knew some people on the streets that were actual gang members. But they didn't want to contact them because why? They knew them. They knew they weren't cut like that. So they knew that their chances of becoming a gang member in a good way, if there is such a thing. And let me explain that And when I say a good way. Becoming a gang member, you know, on your own merits, you know what I'm saying? You'll go through it like what everybody else go through. But if you're going through it and they've they labeled you as somebody that's weak and they see that you're only doing this for protection, are you a send out? Yeah, they'll still do it, but you're going to be a sin now. They're going to use you. You're going to hold all the knives. You're going to hold all the phone. You're going to do all the running. You're going to get sent out on the missions, you know what I'm saying, more so than the other people because they know you're a buster. You feel what I'm saying? But anyway, I don't want to get off topic here. Now, but what they did to verify what they planned to do anyway to make sure that they would get verified, they contacted somebody on the streets that they were related to that was just as shysty as they are, that was not affiliated, and told them, look, this is what we're going to do. When we go to prison, we're going to tell them that we're gangster disciples, and we're going to use the name of an actual gangster disciple on the streets. But the address that we're going to give them is going to be your address. So when they write a letter to you in that other person's name, we need you to say what we tell you to say to vouch for us, to verify us. And that person on the streets agreed to do that. And when the letter came, when they got shipped out to prison, sure enough, that's what they did. They got approached. They said they were gangster disciples. The verification process took place. The letter went out. The letter came back. Keep in mind, this was before they had cell phones in the penitentiary, okay? But the letter went out. The letter came back. They were verified. They were in. Now it was a matter of them learning all the things that they say they were not able to learn at the county jail for whatever reason. So the brothers embraced them and gave them everything they needed to know, taught them everything that they say they didn't know, which they didn't know. You know what I'm saying? They taught them everything. Now they were official. They were official for all intents and purposes, right? Except that they were phony. They were infiltrators. They infiltrated in a way to... Uh, trick everybody so they could get protection. They didn't infiltrate to get information for another group, an opposition. They infiltrated and became members for protection, to hide. Now, you can't trust them. That's the life, okay? But here's the question that I have for you. How many of y'all out there know somebody that says they're your friend knows everything about you, how you live, what you do, all your mannerisms. They could tell you things about yourself that you probably forgot. They pay a lot of attention to you, but they don't mean you're no good. And you know this from examples. Things have happened 
that ex expose them, but you overlook it because y'all been knowing each other for a while. Because the amount of time you've been knowing them doesn't matter. Because these guys that I'm telling you about in this story, they've been a part of the organization before they got caught. They were a part of the organization for years. Years. They've made friends. They befriended people. They crossed out people in the name of GD. But nobody knew that they were, the whole time, they were phony from the get-go. Nobody knew that. But once they found that out, they got rid of them. But at the end of the day, I'm asking you to think about the people in your circle, the friends that you say you have. How many of those people in your life infiltrated your circle, became a part of your circle, became a part of your friend group, but are not real, that don't keep it real with you, not genuine? They only want to become, wanted to become your friend because you might, you might have been able to help them get a good job. or you, They like the kind of friends you hang around. They like the social circle that you have. It could be something as simple as they like a family member of yours and they just want to get close to them through you. Or it can be something more selfish, more sinister. Right? They need you in their life for some reason. So they'll be, they'll put up with whatever it is they got to put up with to, until you accept them as part of your friend circle. And once they become part of your friend circle, then they'll start to manipulate, play on your emotions, the things that they've learned about you. They'll weaponize that information about you and use it against you. They'll know what sets you off. They'll know who you really like, who you really don't like. And then they'll use that against you in a way that benefits them. The whole time making you believe that they got your back. But they really don't. Now, think about that. Is there somebody in your life like that? Because I know these two guys that I'm talking about that were at the jail and became gangster disciples. They were afraid. That was their motivation. They wanted protection. But here's what made it even worse. After they were able to manipulate and make their way into the uh, circle, into the family, they took liberties with what they knew, and they weaponized the information, used it against each other, against brothers, crossing brothers out so they could move, excuse me, crossing brothers out so they could move up in the rankings with no regard for what the organization was really about. Don't get it wrong. I don't agree with the lifestyle anymore. Y'all know that. But if you're going to live the life, live the life. Genuine and true. If you're not, stop playing. Because at the end of the day, these two individuals live that life but they were hurting people that was in it. And I know some people say, I was fair in love and war, and that was war. But I just don't see it that way. I don't see it that way. You, you, you become a part of, these two guys became a part of an organization, said they loved these brothers, they said they loved what everybody stood for. 
but the whole time they was there just for their own selfish needs and, 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 and desires, crossing people out, cutting people's throats, lying on top of lying on top of lying, creating this toxic cocktail of hate, deceit, manipulation, all of these things so that they could advance. They didn't care what happened to nobody else. And they both kept each other's secrets. I mean, they were dangerous. They were dangerous. And when they got put in a situation where they were almost exposed by somebody that knew them from their hometown, oh, look here. Oh, they got real grimy then. They used the organization against somebody that they grew up with, crushed him, sent him to protective custody. He can't even come out on the compound nowhere. Then, even when he comes and send a letter out and tell the truth about them and all this and that, don't nobody want to hear it. Why? Because in the penitentiary, when you go to check in, people consider you to be weak. So now your word really ain't that much no more. Don't carry that much weight. Don't matter if you're telling the truth. You're telling the truth from in the back, from PC. So when you transpose that to people that you meet in your life, that feel threatened by somebody in your friend circle that might expose them for the fraud that they are, then guess what they're going to do? They're going to cross that friend of yours out that's been true to you. They're going to fill your head full of garbage and make you believe that that person that you've been around longer than you've been around them, somebody that has had your back, they're going to make you believe they ain't straight. Because to them, everything's on the table. This person over here that's been around you, that's been loving you and treating you with respect and dignity that you may disagree with from time to time, friends and family disagree. Friends and family disagree. But we don't do nothing to hurt each other to the point to where it's blood drawn, it's, 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 it's cutting them out to the point to where you don't speak to them no more, that they ain't nothing you consider them to be dead because what somebody done told you about them that you ain't even bothered to verify if it's true. It matches up a little bit, but not all the way. But that don't matter to you because these two people that you say that have convinced you that they got your back are telling you that this person that's been knowing you your whole life ain't straight. What's wrong with that pitch? What's wrong with that pitch? That's how somebody that will infiltrate your life on the false pretenses will do you. They'll come into your house like a, a bull in a china shop, tear everything up. Emotionally wrecked, they want you to be emotionally wrecked. They don't have no aim in life, no goal, no purpose, no nothing, other than one thing, to befriend you, to destroy you. Why is that? Why befriend somebody to destroy you? Why befriend somebody to manipulate them? Why befriend somebody to hurt them? Because they're hurt or they're scared. And they don't know how to move no other way. So even when you show them real genuine love, they don't know how to return that. They get suspicious of your, of your love. And all the people around you, they can't relate. They don't know how to move in that circle. They don't understand that. And that's the same thing I'm talking about with these two guys that was at the county jail that became gangster disciples. They didn't know how to move in them circles on a genuine level 
because they came in it under false pretenses. Wasn't no blood on the table. They ain't put no blood on the table. They lied. Because see, I don't agree with the lifestyle anymore, but it's one thing I'm going to say about the lifestyle. Part of the reason they wanted to put hands on you and beat you in was they wanted to know, do you really want it? Are you willing to go through this for that? It's crazy. It's stupid. I don't agree with it no more, but I'm going to tell you something. If you want something bad enough, you'll do whatever you got to do to get it. And that's what that was about. But see, they didn't want GD like that. They wanted it for other reasons. That's why they didn't want to go through the physical part of it. You see, they wanted to manipulate their way in, which they did. And they lied. And they covered base. They became masters of lies. They, they became masters of deceit. And when you do that, when you, when you create a life for yourself like that, it's hard for you to relate on a genuine emotional level with anybody. With anybody. Because you've cut yourself off from that. It's like cutting yourself from your own lifeline. And then you expecting to be able to function in life. You can't do it. You can't do it. You're full of too much toxicity. You're full of too much hate and deceit. It ain't going to work. But you expect results out of it. And the results that you get out of it don't ever turn out the way you want it. So they want that for you. So when you run into somebody out there, or you've been knowing somebody for quite some time, or just met them, and they present themselves in a way that they didn't have to go through nothing to get your friendship, right? Transpose it back to becoming a gang member, getting beat up, they're going through something. Now, how easy did you make it for this person to become your friend? Did they go through anything? Did you ask them anything that was challenging to them? Did you try to push a button to see what level they were on mentally? Did you put them through anything? Or did you say, oh, we cool just because they from your hometown or just because y'all wear the same sneakers? But what do you know about them? Nothing. Not really nothing. Yeah, you might know what their mama's name is, their daddy's name is, and brothers and sisters and some things like that, right? But what about them? Do you know what makes them tick? Do you even know what makes you tick? See, that's what I'm saying. We form these bonds with people without really even knowing anything about them. See, you're not going to know anything about the people around you until you go through something. You got to go through something, y'all. Then you can see what they're made of. It don't mean something bad. Don't mean something. It don't have to be something bad. It could be something good, magnificent, and great. But you gotta watch them and see how they respond to it. Do they appreciate what's happening, or are they selfish and want more? That'll tell you something about them. Are they the type of person that you go to for advice and always got something negative to say? That'll tell you something about them. Are you listening? Are they the type of person that you go to, go to for advice and they encourage you? That'll tell you something about them. Are you listening? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? 
You know how to say, do you understand the words that's coming out of my mouth? <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get you to understand about somebody that will infiltrate your life. What do you know about the people around you? What do they bring to the table? What do you contribute to their life? We need to start building bonds that are based on more than zip codes and colors and things like that. We got to go deeper than that, y'all. Because until we go deeper than that, we're always going to be saying this. Something goes down, something goes wrong. Man, I didn't know dude was like that. Man, I ain't see that coming. But if you put them through something to see what they're made of, it'll show. And then you get to make a choice, and they do too. Is this who you want to associate with? Spend some time with, spend your life with. Because you know how they respond to stuff. They know how you respond. So when you deal with somebody and they have become a part of your friend circle, male, female, black, white, purple, blue, you know what I'm saying, Christian, Muslim, Jew, whatever the case may be, Catholic, all of that, what do you know about them? What are you trying to learn about them? What are you trying to show them about yourself? Because somebody that infiltrates a person's life, they're paying attention to you. They're paying attention to all of your mannerisms, how you carry yourself, how you conduct yourself around friends, how you conduct yourself when you're not around everybody but you're around just them. They're paying attention to all of that because to them, all of that matters. See, they always in recon mode, collecting information, collecting information, collecting information so they can process that and weaponize that. So you got to pay attention to that. You got to pay close attention to that because if you don't do that, you're going to find yourself in a situation where nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. And then you're going to rely on that person for advice. And when you start to rely on that person for advice, then they know they got you. You can't even process information out for yourself now. And you'll start to believe that that person is your friend. But what have you put them through? What have you been through with them to know that this is true? Don't use those words lightly. Now, these two brothers, you know, they went on to rise in the ranks, become OSMs, that means outstanding members. And in the process of that, a lot of people got hurt. A lot of people got hurt. But guess what? You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. They found themselves on the wrong end one day of the spear. And they got poked. Both of them. Somebody from their hometown happened to know the person in a personal way, was related to the person that they had used to vouch for them years ago. Right? I'm not talking about the person that in their family that they wrote. I'm talking about the person that they faked that their family member was. 
the real gangster disciple, a family member of that individual, bumped into them. Right? And they had conversations. And then, because they had started to believe the lie, they let it leak out of their mouths that they were gangsters before they came to prison and that this man's cousin was their blesser. Mm. Getting thick, y'all. Getting thick. Turned out to be a lie. They, he knew it was a lie. They knew it was a lie. But he still called the house to verify it. And when he, when he called his cousin, guess what he said? I don't know them like that, man. Y'all know what it is. And what did he do? He was told by his cousin to go to the brothers on the compound and let them know to call him. Well, the gig is up. The call has been made. They've been faking for years. All of the people that they had called shots on and had hurt, had run to the back, had beaten within an inch of their lives. All of that had caught up with them. And now the call had went out all over the state, all over the penitentiary, that these two dudes had a KOS on their head. And if y'all don't know what that is, that means kill on sight, y'all. It wasn't an SOS, which is smash on sight. It was a KOS, which is kill on sight. It got real. Why? Why did it get so real? Because they had manipulated and hurt people for years in the name of GD, something that they knew they did not belong, but they had infiltrated it for their own needs. Why is that important to what I'm talking to you about? Because you're going to have people in your life that have infiltrated your friend circle. And one day, Somebody close to you, somebody that you know and trust is going to see the crack in them. And then you're going to have a decision to make. Do I recommend that you do what the gangsters did? Hit them with that thing and send them to the back? No, I do not. I told you I don't agree with that lifestyle no more. I don't recommend you do that. You don't kill somebody for lying to you. You don't do that. I understand the anger. I get it. Been there, done that. But that ain't what you do. This is what I would say. Like all people, everybody wants to know why. <laughs> you know, why you do this to me, why you do that, blah, 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 this, this, and that. I would ask myself, how much of what they did hurt me or helped me? Why is that important? Because the universe allows people to come into your life for whatever season and reason. And whatever's going on, there's a lesson in it for you. Might not feel good, might not be good at the time as far as you can see. But there's a lesson in it for you. Most things that happen to you in your life most things that happens to us in our lives are meant to help us become better people. What lens are you looking through to become that better person? Are you looking through a lens of somebody that's been hurt, lied, and manipulated to? Or are you looking through a lens of compassion, understanding, and forgiveness? See, 
Most of us don't want to look through that lens. Why is that? Because if you got to look through that lens, or you got to put your hands in your pocket or put them behind your back, and then you got to say, what am I supposed to get from this? And that takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of trust. Now, not trust in them. Trust in him. <laughs> Y'all don't hit me, man. Y'all don't hit me. See, because that's, that's the hard part for a lot of us. Somebody does us wrong, mistreats us, turns our lives upside down. First thing we want to do is cut them off like a fingernail. I'm not saying that maybe you shouldn't do that in some circumstances. Sometimes the pain is so great that you can't think straight. And for that time, it's best to back up because you're blinded by anger. You're mad, you're upset, and you might do something. So step back, take a deep breath. That might take you one day, that might take you one year. Whatever it takes to not cross that line, you do that. And get yourself together. And ask yourself, why would the universe allow this person, these events to come into my life and cause so much havoc? Hmm. Why is that? Is it really havoc or is it a mirror? Which one is it? See, we don't want to look at it like that. Could be a mirror. See what I'm saying? Because you can't see yourself. Can't see yourself. You can't see that you might be causing pain in somebody else's life or in the past caused pain in somebody's life and that now the chickens have come home to roost. You might not be able to see that, but be that as it may. What you have to do what I do, let me say that. I ain't going to tell you what to do. I ain't got no business telling nobody what to do. I'm sitting in the penitentiary. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Been here for 34 years. But I do say this. Got a lot of experience, man, in this thing. And what I do, even when I'm hurt, I'm talking about crushed. I'm talking about ground up into powder. My feelings are hurt. I can't focus. What I try to do, let me correct that. What I do is I look through those lenses of forgiveness and compassion and understanding. And I look for the humanity in that person that has done so much wrong to me. And I ask the most high for the lesson. What is the lesson? What am I supposed to be learning here? Because that's what I think is best for me. Can't tell you what's best for you. But I can tell you that you're going to have people to come into your life. For whatever reason and season. And. The most high allows this to happen. Why? 
It's not to hurt you. That don't make sense. The Most High created you to bounce you off the wall. Uh-uh. Nah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You're bouncing yourself off the wall with all the nonsense that you might be on to. You feel me? And again, let me tell you something. I know a lot of y'all might be saying, well, I ain't in prison. I ain't went to jail. I ain't done nothing wrong. No. I ain't, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. You can be morally wrong in some things that you might be doing. You just ain't went to jail for it. But you can still be morally wrong how you treat people, how you act. You understand what I'm saying? So check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because things are going on in your life just like they're going on in mine. You know? The fact that I've come to prison and the fact that you haven't come to prison does not mean that you got it together. Doesn't mean that. You're better off than I am, I'm going to tell you that, because you can go get you some fried chicken or something. I, I can't do that. I got I to gotta wait till they let us get incentive. But at the end of the day, you being free to move around is better than my circumstances in that regard. But are you morally on the right path? Are you living a righteous life while you eat that chicken? <laughs> All right, now. Pay attention to the people that come into your life. Recognize how they become a part of your friend circle. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't befriend them, but go into it with your eyes wide open. If you see that they might have manipulative motives, don't be blind to that and don't be afraid to say, look, why are you here? Why are you here? They may not have an answer for you, but you could be surprised. You could be surprised. Because when people do that, when they live like that, it's because they are afraid of something. And that's what led those two individuals at the county jail to do what they did that led to them being stuck several times, put in the hospital, lucky they didn't die, and then put in protective custody. They started that whole crazy thing off because they were afraid. They didn't want to accept the consequences that come along with the decisions that they had made to live a criminal lifestyle. Part of the consequences of that lifestyle, when you get caught, maybe you jail or prison, right? Well, going to jail or prison can be frightening. They thought that if they become part of a violent organization, <laughs> that they would be safe. Go figure. People that you meet on the streets, they are afraid of something. They want to be a part of your friend circle. They might have low self-esteem. The consequences of lying and manipulating to become a part of your friend circle, something that they don't want to deal with. They don't want to deal with the consequences 
of how they became a person that is so negative. The reality of that, it could have been from some kind of trauma, though. Keep that in mind. And most of the time it is. But what you have to do, well, let me, here I go again. I always keep saying that. Y'all need to check me on that too, right? When I get to saying what y'all have to do. You need to hit me back in my comment section and say, Joe, I ain't got to do nothing. But I'm going to listen to what you say. <laughs> but anyway, what I will say to you is this. Keep your eyes open and your heart open to seeing the humanity in people, even when they're doing you wrong. And maybe you can help them while helping yourself at the same time. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, and I say peace, y'all.